He can't do it. What about Dwayne Johnson as Willy Wonka? <laughs> no. No. Not for my role, Dal. No. Because I had people in my... T- we need to start asking the important questions. <laughs> what about Dwayne Johnson? Hey guys, and welcome to the Is This Cinema podcast with me, Priscilla. And me, Jess. This week, we've got a special guest. We've got another man, folks. I'm already that special, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's always special when the man's here. Oh, come on. And there's something different. There's something different. The energy, you know what I mean? Always remember, men are the prize. Okay, 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 okay. Do not bring off podcast conversations into this I'm just quoting somebody from this podcast. So. <laughs> I'm not to comment. So, everyone, put your hands together for George. George, Tiger. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Glad to be here talking about a really good film. A very good film. We'll do the admin quickly. So, before we All go right. into that, crackheads, which is Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> we've got <laughs> he's a cracker <laughs> so we've got plenty of episodes available for you guys to watch we've reviewed Rise Anderson's top five along with Astro Titty we've done Guardians we've done Across the Spider-Verse we've done Fast and Furious rankings Fast and Furious 10 we've done a Love Islands um, Castle and Moore reaction which a lot of people said that sounded really angry in that was <laughs> they called you an angry black woman they called me an angry black woman the allegations were not being beat that night actually <laughs> Catherine I wanted to beat her ass <laughs> Um, then I didn't beat the milkmaid allegations either because I was defending Scott. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I was getting, I was Island, getting lashings either way. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also got um, a Mission Impossible ranking we just did as well. We reviewed the terrible film that was Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny as well. Um, so, let's get into the. Action. Have you decided on what? So, Barbie and Oppenheimer come out soon have you decided what order you're gonna see yeah it's gonna be barbie first and oppenheimer first then barbie okay i need to be depressed first (laughs) then be like woo. no because (laughs) because i think because okay for those who jess will know i'll tell you about like jess will know because she know we've like nearly i don't know how long now jess actually seven years isn't it yes too long long. seven years (laughs) Anyway. I'm, I know, right? I'm a huge, huge history nerd. Like, I used to terrorize them a lot. What's your favorite, like, part of history? Yeah, like, I just love history generally. I was going to study at uni. Okay. Um, so mm. I've always been really interested by this period of history. So I really loved it. I remember studying Oppenheimer. Um, and so I was always in keen to watch it regardless. I remember when it came out in 10, and I was like, oh my gosh, Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, so I was always going to want to watch it. And then obviously Nolan's doing it and he's quite good with, um, with stuff based in real life, like, like interstellar, a lot of the science were kind of, if you're into science, a lot of the science is really real. You actually, there's some books by some actual scientists that talk about the science behind interstellar, if you're into that sort of thing. So I was always excited to watch it, but then I'm a Barbie girl. Hmm. I used to have the Barbie dream houses. I used to have the Barbie dolls. I never used to play with my Kens. Like, who cares about Ken? Except Ryan Gosling and in Shooties, Ken. But, like, I, you know, so th- these are two facets of my personality in one day. It's coming together. <laughs> They're coming together. Like, this was made, that day was made for me. July 21st, they said, yeah, that's Priscilla's day. <laughs> they said that you're going to watch both at the, the same day. On the same day, yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Go on to Saturday. That's um... cinema. I'm sorry, like Christopher Nolan and a bomb going, right? And we're now contemplating the existence of the universe. You're upset, thinking, wow, like if this atomic bomb didn't happen, what would the universe would look like? Yada, 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 that you're depressed, right? Then you have a couple of vodka lemonades, Mm. put a little, you know, or you have a few tango ice bars if you're not an alcohol sort of person, some popcorn, and then you get to watch Barbie and Ryan Gosling be produced one of the best performances I, it looks like i'm ever gonna watch in my yeah life. i mean the early like stuff from that film is like this is like really really good and it's kind of well acted as well i was kind of like greg gerwig barbie like what the fuck and i'm sort of like yeah i'm kind of intrigued now but like what the hell are you gonna do barbie then oppenheimer or oppenheimer then barbie i might do it your way oppenheimer then barbie because i want to actually focus like properly like yeah i want yeah you want to have your complete because it's what oppenheimer's going to be what three hours and it's three hours of a christopher nolan film is heavy and i don't want to end my night being upset 
<laughs> but then which which film are you gonna have the drink for the do you know i'm not i'm not gonna drink that day i'm gonna like be hyper so I'm, what i'm gonna do is i'll drink water or like juice or something during oppenheimer so i can focus my full attention mm-hmm. on what's going on because fizzy drinks do still make me hyper a little bit <laughs> and then i'm gonna like overdose myself in vanta fruit twist not overdose <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna hit me click, 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 the level click. the level level before overdosing. Wow. I'm gonna full overdose myself with Fanta fruit taste. Or I'm gonna get that pink, you know the fountain that has the little question mark so you don't know what flavour it is to match No what I'm watching. What the hell is that? Yeah, there's Fanta, right? There's like a blue Fanta or a pink one and you don't know what flavour it is until you actually drink it. Oh, is that that blue? I've seen it at like, you know, those corner I've shops. I've seen that before. Yeah, I've seen a pink version of it before, so I'm going to do that I don't, one. I don't think I've ever tried it before, though. Hmm. Neither have I. That would be my first time. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> 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 but let's, let's go into about the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Cruise. And I had an idea of how the episode was going to, how we're going to do the episode, but I'll just ask mm-hmm. you guys generally how the film, how you, how you like the film and it will play out from there. But George, what was your actual opinion on the film? Like, what were you feeling before it when you watched the trailers and the promotion and Tom Cruise talking about it and Hayley Atwell, et cetera, then when you actually watched it, were they different? Like, were you hyped before watching it and you matched your hype or you weren't hyped or you were just normal? Oh, exceeded my hype easily. So like, you know how you were discussing um, your best part of history right i think mine is the cold war because mm-hmm. i love i love spies because i want to be a spy but i can't be a spy anymore because you know finance but <laughs> i want to be a spy <laughs> so anything anytime i watch spy i'm kind of like so impressed by the things like oh, shit, that should have been me so i mean mission impossible has always been there for me kind of like for a while now i think i've watched all of the films like twice and i've kind of been doing this kind of thing about like not watching trailers before it actually comes out but i think i saw a little bit of this one and it's just like i think the lot the thing i remember was tom cruise on his bike just flying off a cliff and i was kind of like i need to book my fucking ticket now where the fuck is my credit card i need to book my ticket right fucking now i need to get my large popcorn and my fucking ice blast mix get it all in the cart book the ticket right now and watching the film amazing there were like three i guess we'll get into the later on but Tom Cruise is a weirdo. Yeah. Isn't he? But the guy knows how to make... A movie. Bloody film. Him and um, Chris from Corey, the director, I think this is like their eighth, ninth collaboration now. And Cruise has just sort of... He's done... Like, he's... he's he was an actor before, but now he's just like a proper like action movie star now. He's done all that, like, F me, like, F all that, Magnolia, all those sort of films. I'm just going to be a proper action star and he really respects the process i'm not sure if you heard during covid um when he went completely ape shit on i think they were filming either this film or the last mission yeah yeah it was this one yeah it was this one yeah and like i think the crew weren't wearing their mask or something or they were sort of like not abiding with the process of um social distancing or something like that and he went properly ape shit and he's like people are coming to pay us a lot of money and we need to properly deliver for them and i think he just really respects the audience and as you, I mean, you can see by the stunts, you can see by the storyline. And yeah, just really enjoyed it. It's kind of like, that's kind of what, you know, Martin Scorsese um, meme cinema. That's just what cinema is. And just really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Jess? Yeah, so I just, so I was watching all of them not long ago. Before we did all the rankings. Yeah, and yeah, that was your first time watching it. So this will be your first big one in the cinema, yeah, so it was nice like, just to like rewatch them over the last couple of weeks and then just come straight into it as well so like I guess you're just like in the rhythm of all of it and I just really enjoyed this one as well there were just so many scenes that was literally just amazed that there were moments where I was literally I could feel myself being tense <laughs> and I'm usually yeah. someone that's like quite passive when I watch like films and stuff sometimes especially like when it's like action or I just like just go through one year and out the other but I was really engaged in this one mm-hmm. I love like the stunts mm-hmm. I loved a lot of the scenes and yeah, Tom Cruise did an amazing job. I just always think that because he's getting older, will it be not as good as like the older ones? But then he always delivers all the time. And I really did enjoy this one. I really did. See, mine was similar to you guys. Like I was hyped. I remember when I was in this, I thought oh, well, I was watching cinema. But it was like when Tom Cruise was like, there was one of the previews and Tom Cruise was showing how he did the plane stunt. Like he was filming the film and he was doing the stunt. And I was like, oh i need to be on my zoom i actually need to go watch this but i booked my tickets as soon as it was you were able to do it and i was like i'm gonna go into the view i want not endorsing the view but the seats are great 
and I'm going to have my fitness recliner seat. I'm having everything ready for it. And I was excited going into it. And I was like, I really hope this matches the hype because Fallout is my favorite Mission Impossible film. The one that just came out before this ever. Yeah. It's one of my favorite That's action movies ever. Sort of like it's, biceps, isn't it? It's, per- it's the perfect action film. So I was like, mm. oh, this has to follow a perfect action movie. Like, this is really hard. I came out of the cinema and I was like, you know what, Tom? Got me. <laughs> Again. It's so annoying because I remember watching Top Gun Maverick and I wanted to be in the Air Force. <laughs> like, I was singing, I'll try in USA, 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 put me in that Air Force. I'll sing this, I'll sing that Spangled Banner to the mm-hmm. cows come home. And I came out of this film, I thought, rah, maybe I can join the IMF. Like, yeah. I, he needs me there. Like, I can do a little something, something. Like, I can do what Simon Pegg's doing. I saw the film on Tuesday, and I think yesterday was Wednesday, right? So, like, I live in a house right now. I've got two floors. Whenever I go down the steps, rather than kind of, like, you know, walking like a human being, step by step, I jump from the fifth step all the way down because I feel like I'm freaking Tom Cruise. I'm Tom Cruise, man. What <laughs> <laughs> if you, like, break in your leg in that process? The way you could not breaking. <laughs> Listen, when I'm this gassed after watching Mission Impossible, man. God, there's something that, watching that film, you know, when you watch a I don't know, it's the same feeling I felt when I watched John Wick 4, is that when you watch a mm-hmm. good action movie, I feel like I'm invincible. You want to fight somebody after John I want to fight so I really want to watch John Wick 4. <laughs> I, we, me and my brother watched it together and we left the cinema. I kept thinking, I want someone to come and fight me right now. <laughs> and I'll beat you up. I just watched John Wick. I just watched Keanu Reeves, not one hair out of place, beat some <laughs> niggas up. So I thought, now nah, you come approach me. How dare you? I'll do it. Knowing me, I'd hide behind my brother. I'd hide behind my brother. And I'm going to be for real. I'd hide behind me. But like for the two seconds, I've got energy. Like, come catch me. What's your mission impossible? I was like, I need AI needs to beat me. I need to find AI and I'll beat it to us. Like honestly. Cause it was so How did good. you feel about like how did you feel about it being Dead Reckoning part one? Do you know what? Back what, of my mind's kind of knowing that there's another there's one. There's another coming one coming. Up. What they did very well that Fast and Furious, as much as I love that franchise, didn't do oh. well <laughs> was <laughs> this A felt like a standalone film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you remember when, oh, I can't believe I'm mentioning this lady. Shit. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> I already knew. Oh, damn it. Oh, well. When the Terrence Phobic lady did Deathly Hallows Part 1, that felt like his own individual film mm-hmm. that I could watch. And if they ended it there, I wouldn't necessarily be too angry mm-hmm. if it ended there. Do you know what I mean? Like it felt, of course you knew that there were things that were leading up to part two, but you're like, okay, this is a good part one. Do you know what I mean? Like calm, cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and the same with the last, um, with Infinity War, like if they ended MCU on that film alone, actually that's a better example. Infinity War was such a good standalone movie. If you ask me perfect superhero movie, I'll say that one. Start to finish it and close mm-hmm. all the storylines you can actually end it there and then and no one would be too angry you'll just be upset and you cry but mm-hmm. you close everyone's storylines quite well um and this film fell in line with that it felt like it was a very 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 good standalone movie like this if it ended like that it's an ambiguous ending to some extent there's some questions you probably would always want to be answered but then i feel that way about most films like uh, inception the ending of Inception still plagues oh me and it's been 13 years. <laughs> was he dreaming? Was it reality? I don't know. But so it felt like that, but at the same time, it makes me really excited for part two because I wanted him to beat Gabriel. Gabriel must die. Yeah. This is not Kumbaya, Kumbaya. The man <laughs> needs to he, he killed my sister. Yeah, you're pretty miffed about that, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, it still rattles me, you know. Good scene, though. Rebecca Ferguson, um, you know. Shit happens. It's, uh, I don't know, I think, I, I don't really think I care. I think the thing about Tom Cruise is he kind of wants people to, um, I mean, you don't really have, you don't really have had to have seen the other Mission Impossibles kind of like work as a standalone film, as you mentioned, but at the same time, like the viewing experience won't be much different if you had seen the previous films or if you just come to this like nice and fresh, it still kind of works. Unlike, as you mentioned, MCU, where you have had to have seen all the films all the TV shows, played a couple of games, argued a couple on Twitter to actually, you know, follow up on exactly what's going on at the moment. So I think Tom Cruise is quite um, aware of all of that and kind of, yeah, it definitely works. Definitely works because there's some people, I think the 
head of the IMF CIA guy. He hadn't been in the film since like the first Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like someone that you know had never watched any of Mission Impossible. They won't really. They don't know, and at the same time, they won't. It won't really matter. They won't really care. Mm. And it's. I mean, kind of still works, doesn't it? Yeah, because I think you're right. You're right. You're going, Jess? What do you guys prefer? Do you prefer, um, like, when it comes to franchises, do you prefer something that is just, like, everything is linear? So you have to, like, watch this, watch the next one? Or do you just prefer, like, standalone ones, like a Mission Impossible? Uh, but Mission Impossible is not... It's still quite linear because it still follows on... If you watched Rogue Nation and Fallout, you'd get what happens in this one, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So... Mm-hmm. Um, with mine, it depends on the content of what the film's about, if that makes any sense. If it's like an espionage spy film like Mission Impossible and all that stuff, I kind of like it a bit more linear. But then it doesn't have to be like James Bond is linear to an extent, but you could go in and watch Skyfall on its own without Mm -hmm. really really being... Like, I don't mind. There's certain things like James Bond and Mission Impossible where you can just go in and watch the film and harry potter um but i really do love a linear like you could could go in and watch goblet of fire easily and i'll be like oh shit there's a competition (laughs) yeah i mean to be honest with 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 harry potter i think you only really need to watch it from prisoner of azkaban to really get what's going on you could skip the first two you could skip, but then I, I wouldn't tell people to do that. If if someone starting off with the best film, yeah, because Prisoner of Azkaban is the best film. But um, yeah, you could generally start from Prisoner of Azkaban and go from there to sort of get a grasp of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I I do prefer my linear though. Like there was there was something about watching Iron Man from day dot to watching all these superhero films in between that to get to Infinity War to get your moment like Mm -hmm. there's something about the linear about things like even with like um the Hunger Games which is one of the best um franchises going and it's very underrated there was something about watching Peter go from what he was in the first film to what he is in the last film and then in the books as well so I prefer mine a little bit more linear but I'm not too fussed like you know the Knives Out universe Mm -hmm. it's a franchise but no the films are not alike to each other at all it's just got the same detective and that's I think that's like a good sign to movies working on its own plus being part of something linear as you mentioned I think that's quite hard to do hard to pin down because, like, I mean, as you mentioned, it's kind of like, can you do one or the other? But at the same time, if you, can, if you can do both, that would be quite impressive. And I'm just trying to think, are there any franchises that do both? Like, just sort of walk in. I think James Bond does Star it. Star Wars? James Bond and Star Wars. Uh, no, Star yeah, Wars is James too Bond, linear. Yeah. Star Wars <laughs> is too linear. Star Wars, you, if, if someone walked in to watch The Last Jedi, they'd be so confused. Because mm-hmm. Star Wars, you've got to watch the, the pre- prequels and this one and the Clone Wars and the Andor. Like, it's way too confusing. I think stuff like Star- the Star Trek films you can get away with. Mm-hmm. I think Avatar you can get away with a little bit. James Bond, definitely you can get away with. Like, anyone could walk in to watch any James, any of Daniel Craig's or any of the other James Bond films and go in and just watch. Like, if you liked, I don't know. Like if Rami Malek's one of your favourite actors and you wanted to watch Spectre, you can just go and watch it and you don't need to have watched all the other ones before because it will sort of make sense as you're watching it. That movie's garbage, by the way. Hey, all right, all right. Not too much, not too much, not too much, not too much. <laughs> Daniel Craig gave me Casino Royale. He can do whatever he wants to me, sorry. Yeah. That was... That's one of the, that's the, the best James Bond film. Oh. Casino Royale, I love that film. No, I think, I think Skyfall. Casino Royale is my favourite, but I think Skyfall is a better film. Okay, that's a good film. And it's got a better Bond song. Oh, because of Adele? Yeah. That the, Bond I mean, the Perkins- song was slapping. Skyfall? <laughs> the poker scenes in Casino Real are just not... Crazy. We're mad to make... Oh, stop it. I'm going to go on a soliloquy about that film. <laughs> that used to come on ITV, <laughs> ITV2. Do you remember it used to come on ITV2 every day? Like, nearly every Saturday, yeah. Casino Real used to come on. That's... <laughs> I swear. That's like Comedy Central and White Chicks. That film is on that on that channel. Constantly on every that channel. Week. Every week. <laughs> It's like, um, I remember on Channel 4, um, what do you call it? Inception was always on Channel 4. And I'm like, what does this film have over you? 
it's a very good film. I understand. I agree. Like Inception? that's one of my favorite films. It's an exceptional film. But why like every day? I, mean, I, was, I was talking about clip. I I have some strong hot takes about Inception. But... <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs> <laughs> I think anytime I try, like, I mess around. He's like, by the way, Inception. They just he just he just won't reply. Just. Do you know, there's certain, my film that I do not accept any criticisms for, like my Christopher, no- my, my Christopher Nolan film, there's two, Memento mm-hmm. and Tenet. I don't want to hear niche about them. I don't want to hear anything to Stella. If I hear anything about those three, I'm not, I'm not listening. <laughs> We've got to talk about the death though, because I, I, I need to talk, I need to, you guys are going to be my therapy Can we talk session. about that little bit before the death? Okay, go yeah. on then. When he asked her to, when he asked them to pick between the two, yeah, what was that? <laughs> yeah, you know when he said that. Yeah, when he did that, I was like, dark. So I love the film, but I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I guess we could talk about the that went a bit left. I think we talk about the antagonist as well. The antagonist is the entity, right? Yeah, AI in it. And it's supposed to be AI. And I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on right now? I think I probably need to watch the movie again, but it's like, oh, the entity does this, the entity does that. And I was like, sure. And Gabriel, and Gabriel is the agent for the entity. And da 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 agent for the entity. And I was kind of like, <laughs> I mean, this is not, I mean, I guess it could work for some people. And I guess it also says something about, you know, there's like the whole writer strike right now and how the writers are like telling the studios, we don't want you to use AI to construct scripts and the studios are like no fuck you guys then the writers are like no fuck you guys and there's like a massive strike now i guess that's saying something but at the same time i was like i'm a bit fucking lost right now i need someone to come and find me do you know what i think they should have done better i think like how what made fallout so brilliant of a film i watched that again recently i watched that again on um saturday night actually um mm-hmm. at my partner's place but i think when we watched it um, what made Henry Cavill's heel turn so amazing was that you really like got to understand why he did. I agree with this whole putting a, a random bomb in, in part of Asia and then you kill thousands of people. That's stupid and xenophobic <laughs> in many ways. But at least you understood the motivations behind why they were doing what they were doing. So you were rooting for Ethan more mm-hmm. to beat the mm-hmm. countdown. Whereas with this one, I think where the part one bit started to, I can clock, oh, you're trying to do a part one gig with this, was mm-hmm. that, what actually, is even good to go into, but I'll say my bit now and then I'll go into what Gabriel, Gabriel was like. I think because they were doing a part one, they were like, they don't want to reveal too much about the motivations, but I'm like, there's a way you can do it because Infinity War did it. Like, you understood the threat of Thanos. So then when the end of it came, you're like, shit. Like he meant it. Like he he's gonna go. He's really about that. He's really about that life. So with Gabe, like when she when Isla Isla or Isla died, Isla died. I was like, yay! It hurt because obviously you you've watched her for so long in all the films, and you you got to connect with her, and you see Ethan. Ethan's now lost another woman that he's close to. Do you know what I mean? So it sucks. Bad vibes, Ethan. Bad Ethan. vibes, man. <laughs> but at the same time, like that was always gonna naturally gut punch you, anyways. But I feel like they could have done it a bit better revealing his motivations. But then what did you guys feel about, you know, when they kept showing the flashbacks where it shows that obviously Gabriel killed a woman close to Ethan? Because it's the only time we've ever seen Ethan's life pre-IMF. And obviously he's close to this woman called Maria and Gabriel obviously had a hand in killing her. So what did you guys think about that? Because I'm like, just tell me who this nigga is, man. Like, who is he to you? When a TV show and a film starts showing like flashbacks, you just know that it's like the end. Of what's gonna happen? Because <laughs> I'm like, so I, don't know how I, feel. How I guess this... I guess it makes you think about things differently. Does it? Yeah, because does <laughs> it? Because I've always, to be honest, to be fair to Mission Impossible, the one thing I've always was always intrigued was what was Ethan's life pre IMF? What was he doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, what was he doing? What was he eating? What was he drinking? You probably start like a series of him like being young and stuff. I could just imagine that. Yeah, like I was always like fascinated with just him generally like his life pre-IMF and obviously we got it and I knew that they're probably gonna have to add it in this one like they've got to have to do something I wasn't expecting it to be something so prominent like we're getting sort of like war flashbacks of his life pre and obviously we we know it was a woman called Maria but 
it got to the point where I'm like, I want part two now because I want to know who this woman is. <laughs> like, you don't really like people to, at the be- at the best of times, Ethan. So why are you now, like, having this problem? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what was confusing me. But what did you think about it, Jess? Um, I guess maybe that's probably the reason why they do leave you asking loads of different questions so you can come back for the second part. That's probably what they were looking at for that. But I don't know. Like if it was a better thing, maybe they just could have slightly revealed it in this one. But then again, would it be a reason not to watch the second part? I think that's probably like the question they wanted us to leave with, to be fair. So did you just prefer, did you want everything to like just be this one? (laughs) No, 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 no. It's not that. It was more like, um, I think what they could have done is picked one fret. Mm Mm-hmm. If you had to pick your favourite stunt in the film, I feel like we're all going to say the same thing, but what's your favourite stunt? I think it has to be him jumping on the train. Oh, the fart on the train. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I liked the car chase as well. Well, when he was driving the Fiat, her Fiat car in Hancock. Yeah, driving that. Yeah, yeah that was that, funny too. I think, was that the same place? That reminded me of Fast X as well. Because I was like, Fast X, they weren't there. <laughs> they weren't definitely there. <laughs> I think this one looked, this one was a bit more real, I'd say. More realistic. Everything is more, everything is more realistic than Fast X, duh, of course. <laughs> but this one was actually quite fun. And um, yeah, I really liked that. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like the French Connection as well. Oh, classic! classic. Sort of like driving through um, people and like stuff, yeah. Cars and stuff and stuff, yeah. And Bullet as well. I think I think I read somewhere that they definitely took inspiration from both of those films. So some good old movie trivia for you. I, but um, would you call the airport scene a stunt? Yeah, I would say so. Anything you could probably harm yourself in, <laughs> then yeah, we'll call it a stunt. Yeah, but I think. I think hands down it has to be sort of him getting onto the, the train. That was pretty. So the train was my number two. Mine's the bike off the cliff. Oh really? Isn't that the same thing? Because I'm trying to think. Yeah, because he jumped off. Isn't that that's a part of it? Yeah, it's part. Yeah, of it. then he lands on. The it's train part of it. it. So the train, yeah, because that thing, I was like this, like, huh, <laughs> huh. I remember sat in this. I was like, uh, huh. So you, what? what what was the thought process behind the creation of that stunt? Because I'm like, I said this when we did the rankings. His life mm-hmm. insurance premium, <laughs> the insurance for his legs must be so high. Because I'm looking at Tom Cruise, I'm like, my my G, like you don't need to. We we know you're good at the stunt thing. I've seen you. Mm-hmm. You know we've seen. You climbed the building in Shanghai, the third one. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else I need to see we're good get a stunt double now no chance man he's like you need some buzz man you need to like excitement it's like where Honestly, can you find it why do you need that you need excitement that you're like why can't man? your you excitement be new. getting a why can't your excitement be getting an early bird special at spoons why do we need to do all this now <laughs> what's happened i think it's like a certified pilot spoons. as well isn't he i think he's like literally he's got a license like he to, needs like, to stop plane. him and harrison ford stress me out they need to stop they need to behave themselves like you're old men <laughs> Harrison Ford's like 80 something or seven, late 70s and he's still flying planes for who I don't know. Where are you going? <laughs> where are you going? Good like, question. where are you going? Like, he needs to be for real. Tom Cruise actually needs to be for real. My, like, you're getting too old now. Let's stop. I know, the, I know the Botox and the hair's working for you good. You look good. Let's leave it there. Let's not break our legs. But do you not feel like once you get a bit older, it's kind of like you start caring less about shit yeah but you know remember was it in was it it in this one or six he was filming and he shattered all the ankle bones in his ankle yeah so i'm like would that not make you stop (laughs) clearly not kind of like yeah just (laughs) carrying on he's probably done a lot more a lot worse as well like just doing a lot of stunts that third film had so many stunts i was looking at him like he was on crack like you're on the whatever crack you're smoking that one in he must definitely and you know what that's naturally him. <laughs> I think he's an alien. He's a scroll. Yeah, it just doesn't have that. It just has that, like, I don't give a fuck mentality. Like, he's like, just not. There's, there's, there's not. There's, I can't even say there's two monkeys clashing symbols in his head. He's a very intelligent man. But 
there's a screw loose there. There's a, he's a couple of tools short of a toolbox to be doing all those sort of stunts. <laughs> I'm sorry. That train one was very, I actually closed my eyes and put my hand over my eyes like this. Cause I'm like, this is actually getting a bit much for me to watch. Like I've seen you do mad things. I've seen you underwater. I've seen you on a cliff. I've seen you fly a helicopter. I've seen you do all sorts of nonsense. This is now making it's me scared. It's going to be underwater in the next film, isn't it? Yeah. Now I was like, oh, this one, I feel like you're going to die in this one now. Like, stop. Like, relax, it's okay. I'll tell you what comes a close a close second, though, for stunts. I liked, I think once the train was, like, falling off, and they had to keep on, like, hopping onto the next... Um, the next, next carriage. Car- yeah, carriage. That carriage. carriage. That was fucking insane. I think, actually, that's probably, like, my favourite, I'd say. Even- it was a good one. Now that that was mentioned, I was just thinking of that scene when, like, the, when she's, like, holding on to basically both of them. <laughs> oh! Like, what kind of strength do you have? <laughs> To basically be holding two people. She goes gym, man. Don't question her. <laughs> a gym ethic. Because it was even going in my arm, and I was not a part of that film. Hello, <laughs> like, oh, bye bye. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But we'll get into. Let's actually get into how you, your rankings. Like, if you were going to rate this film, what would you rate this film? And then where would you put it? up against the other ones i feel like um mission impossible is a bit weird because the more they make them the more the better they get mm-hmm. you'd think that they'll just like get worse, um, and worse so i think this is like either top or second my opinion behind um what was the one that came out before was that ghost protocol or fallout wasn't it fallout and this are the best i think um and i feel like that's sort of saying something about how so i think this film took about two two like four or five years to make or something like Fallout came in 20, 2018, 2019. So I feel like him and um, Corey make a proper concerted effort to be like, right, what are we doing now? How are we going to like completely blow this team off the screen rooms in the cinema? How are we going to actually like wow the audience these times? So mm. yeah, I think this one is really up there. Um, yeah. Jess? I think I'll definitely give it a cl- very close second. I did really enjoy it, but I just enjoyed Fallout like, just that slightly bit more. That's my thing with it. See, I have this film second because Fallout just pip- pips it. Like Fallout, that's going to be a hard action movie to beat. Like the there's not many action films I have up with Fallout. Um, I have. The mm-hmm. last John Wick film. I have Skyfall with that one. Um, I have The Matrix up there. Like it's not. It's a. It's it's nothing to do with like this Mission Impossible is brilliant. It's amazing. It matches the hype. To be honest, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you should you should even sprint to watch it. It's that good. Like it's a proper <laughs> cinema flick. But that Fallout one. Mm-mm. If before you watch the film, guys, I'd watch Fallout. And see the like levels. the levels of just Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill, Simon Pegg, everyone in this film were on was on job. And this one is just as amazing. Like it's so good, but there's something about Fallout. I think it's because Henry Cavill's such a compelling villain in this. That last hour mm-hmm. when you're basically like when he's basically um they're basically trying to get to the um, Camille, like trying to get to where the where Henry Cavill's character was, so they could beat the countdown. Like that was stressful watching it, and then seeing my dog Alec Baldwin. Oh man, that film was actually so good. Holding your dog? Actually, I do you know. I always forget Alec Baldwin was is in that universe. Then he's in it. I see him. I'm like, oh yeah, you what? Alec Baldwin. Like, oh hi, big it's like man. Watch, it's like watching The Martian. The Martian? Sorry, is that watching Interstellar? I'm like, oh shit, Matt Damon. <laughs> I always forget Matt Damon's in Interstellar. <laughs> oh, then you, oh shit. And then you know when oh, you shit, see Matt him, Damon, what are you, and doing I'm, here? you know when you see him, you're like, oh yeah. Because the only space <laughs> film I connect with him is The Martian, as you made the putt that you made the on Tron Day there. That's kind of, yeah. So I'm like, oh film. yeah, like you were just, you know, growing plants and, you know, potatoes and that in Mars. Then I watch Interstellar. Should've won the Oscar though. Won the Oscar. Won the Oscar that year. Yeah. Then I, I think Leah beat him that year. Yeah, then because he ate pig's liver, or was it cow liver? Was it deer liver that he ate? Who in who? The, on the, in the Revenant, Leah. Leah had to win that man. 
I guess so. Yeah, but I think that was this like that was something I've never seen him do before. <laughs> Whenever have you do, watched? Have any of you got watch your, the the Revenants? Yeah, Jess. No, I haven't. Do you know what he? For me, the best performance I thought Leo was up there. I think was Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was brilliant because well, he decided not to cover his fucking face for once, isn't it? <laughs> like Tom, I've, I've gone on a long proper soliloquy about why Tom Hardy needs to. You know, show us your face. <laughs> Stop covering your Joyce, face. I think Joyce, face. yeah, Dark he's got such a handsome face. face. I remember when I, whenever I watch Inception, I'm like, oh, wow, you really are good looking, huh? <laughs> Listen, I've been saying this now for the past three years. I should be Tom Hardy's agent, man, because I don't know what the guy's doing. <laughs> Joyce Weird, he picks some decent stuff, then he picks weird stuff. Like the Peaky Blinders role genius mm-hmm. he's amazing in that genius yeah oh that's a good show man damn i missed that <laughs> but then he sort of like just completely branches off into like I'm gonna... he does but do you know because he's early stuff like when he was doing the nolan stuff he was so i i reckon nolan will pick him as a lead for another film if he's done killian now he'll probably even do... before that like he was in like all these british bronson was films. very good even before that like there's one of my favorite films Lair Cake. Um, oh, he's so good in that. Daniel Craig, one of my favorite films. I've watched him from like twenty. No, times. he's he's got really, some. Really good in he's that. got some really good films. It's the last five six years. I'd say he's not been picking. But then again, like you he's know, up with Venom, isn't he? Yeah, but his Venom, he's all right in it. He's he's not really my problem in the film. Not he's not my problem. But it'd be. I mean, to be um, honest, it will be interesting to see what he does in the future because I think because for him, he's got credit in the bank. Mm-hmm. You've got Bronson, Bane, Peaky Blinders. Him, he actually for me is the best performance in Inception. Sure, yeah, he's very underrated. Is him, Elliot Page, and Killian go pa 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 on who who <laughs> beats out with Joseph Gordon Levitt coming in a little bit. Um, so he's got enough credit in the bank that he'd be fine. To be honest, he can get away with it because he's Tom Hardy. I think if he didn't have all, especially Bane, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that doesn't look like or sound like him whatsoever. Like that's a different man entirely. I don't know how that's Tom Hardy. It doesn't compute in my head. Oh, some strong takes about the Dark Knight Rises. It's a terrible film. Thank you. It's, oh, my it's, brother's going to kill you guys for saying that. He loves that film. He used to, he could beat me then. <laughs> the, Christian Bale is the worst Batman, eh? Oh. He's the worst Batman. Once, once I watched Michael, I watched Michael Keaton, right? And I enjoyed myself. Uh-huh. I'm not saying anything about George Clean. That's a good looking man. He can do whatever he wants. And he gave me Oceans, the Oceans 11 franchise. So he can do whatever he wants. You like Benny Boy? Then um, Ben Affleck. <laughs> you like Benny Boy as Batman? Benny, ben Affleck, love it. Love it. Mm. I'm actually so upset that he didn't stay in long enough but i understand why but i love him as ba- i love him as batman that's the batman i grew up watching the cartoons and watching that's my batman <laughs> my batman is not where you should and the yeah, man who can't fight <laughs> he can't fight he actually can't, well, he can't turn his head can he he can't, be, he can't do nothing like so ben affleck was getting that work like he was he was getting that action he was about it and he's a good <laughs> convincing bruce wayne and then robert pattinson changed my life like I've always wanted Kevin Conway is actually my Batman. He's the one I actually grew up as a kid watching. That's my Batman. That's the cartoon. That's the voice of, act of the cartoon That's Batman. The cartoon. Same way that Heath Ledger and um, Mark Hamill are my jokers. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching you lot. Mm-hmm. But there's Santa, but Robert Pattinson playing a detective Batman and he's all emo and shit. I was yapping that. I, I was eating that up and he was a really good Batman. And he wasn't, because I think my issue with Christian Bale is He's a phenomenal actor. Like he's done some of my like my one of my favorite roles in a film was his role in The Fighter. Like he was ridiculous in that. He was amazing in American Hustle. But he was so good in those films. Um, I loved him. He's my favorite Laurie in Little Women. I love my little Timmy Tim, but Christopher Christian mm-hmm. Bale's my Laurie. Um, but there's something about when he becomes Batman, like he gets overshadowed by his villain every time. Like Killian Murphy was flawless as a scarecrow like he was fantastic like he was haunting then mm-hmm. Heath Ledger we don't need to talk about that that's that says it on the tin mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. um 
what's his face? There and Liam Neeson in the first one as well. Liam Neeson was brilliant. Then you've got Tom Hardy, who every time he was across screen with was beating his ass in acting. Like because it's <laughs> it's you can't you can't be overacted in these films. Like, it's, it's actually ridiculous. You need to be for real. Do you not feel like there's like a science behind just letting your letting the villain cook? <laughs> but you can let the villain cook. Like when I watch No Way Home. I never thought at any point that Tom Holland wasn't holding his weight against Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe was going crazy. And then Michael Keaton still probably has one of my favourite villain performances in the MCU and he still never let him take control of the film. I'm watching Christian... Christian Bale! That's my dog. That's my... That's my G-Tig. I've I've got some strong takes on No Way Home, but I think I would... You need to leave that one alone because you're not going to ruin that film for me. Save, save that way different podcast. <laughs> that film... I feel like I feel like No Way Home was like when everyone sort of just, you know, took a, t- took a deep breath, you know, all the alcohol is out of their system, they're all sober, kind of like, hmm. Okay, now we're at top five of the year. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get all started? What's your number five? I'm going with Spidey No Way Home. Okay. Um, what I'll say about this movie is it really tapped into my like childhood and like nostalgia and stuff like that. It sort of like gave me that effect of like like that feeling of seeing, you know, for everyone who hasn't watched, you know, Spider Man No Way Home, you know, what are you doing? But I really, I really, ha- I had a good time watching it. Every time I watch that film, I weep. That that little English boy, that little English boy, that little English boy's got me. Actually, speaking of Tom Holland, yeah. Did you guys watch the good actor? Question mark. He's actually a good actor. Did you watch the Wonka trailer? Not yet, but I saw everybody hyping about it. I want to have a peaceful day, peaceful week. I didn't. <sighs> this that is was TC. This is my last point before we end the podcast today. <laughs> I need studios to be smarter when you're picking musical based films and what actors you pick on them right Mm. because if i'm picking willy wonka who's probably the most eccentric musically sort of sort of guy i'm picking an actor who matches up to that right because gene wilder was phenomenal as willy wonka i don't acknowledge i know who who the exact actor for this is what's yours because mine's eddie red i've got four i've got eddie redmayne because he would have he would have ate that one up (laughs) but who's yours ezra miller easily you want weird? That, that person's cancelled. You so want we weird? Can't pick them. We'll give me fucking weird. <laughs> that person was cancelled. Let's go all No, but the thing weird. is, Ezra Miller, I can't believe I'm talking about him, I'm talking about them, but Ezra Miller has the weirdness. He will do, they will do just another Johnny Depp thing. That's not what I oh, want. It's kind of like, it's going to be, it's going to be a bit, you know. No, that's not what I want. I don't, I didn't like Johnny bit. Depp's take on Willy Wonka because that's not what Roald Dahl's take of it was. Oh, did you know? I think he was a brilliant Roald Dahl, is he cancelled? No, because I'm not saying that Johnny Depp was bad, but then that's not what Willy Wonka. Yeah. Like Gene Wilder, like what he, that's Willy Wonka. That's what you read in the books. I'm sorry, when it comes to that racist Roald Dahl, people can shoot me. That man can oh, write. Yeah. yeah. That man can write. And I want people to stay faithful to the adaptation in that book. Do not come and do whatever. I didn't ask for that. Yeah. The wig looked good, Johnny Depp, but I, you know what I mean? But I think for me, because Paul King was directing it and Paul King knows Paddington movies, I love them down. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be decent. But everyone else was good in the trailer, but Timothy. And I was like, wow, this is bad. Hugh Grant and Umpalumpa, he ate. The little girl ate. Like everyone was chewing. Olivia Coleman ate. Everyone's chewing. And then Timothy's like, ah, oh, this is what I mean. Like some dramatic actors ha- can't do the musical thing. And he's one of them. He can't do it. He can't. Do not I was actually looking forward to watching that as well. Now you is, that, is it supposed to be a musical? Yeah, he's a musical. He can't do it. What about Dwayne Johnson as Willy Wonka? <laughs> no. No. Not for my role, now. No. Because I had people in my... T- we need to start asking the important questions. <laughs> what about Dwayne Johnson? No, because my, my list was... The, my four would have been... Eddie Redmayne would have been sick. Andrew Garfield would have chewed. Them two would have chewed. Tom Holland would have chewed. That's his bread and butter. That's Billy Elliot. Yeah, but like, I feel like for Willy Wonka, there has to be a little bit of, can I trust this guy? Can I retract? No, but then the thing is, that's easy to extrapolate out of someone than making someone musically gifted. 
Mm. Eddie Redmayne would have nailed the weirdness of it because you're asking him to do what he does in Fantastic Beasts and asking him what he does in Les Mis and then combine the two. Andrew Garfield can do that in his sleep. Tom Holland can do that in his sleep. Um, is not good I couldn't imagine Hugh Jackman being in Willy Wonka. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I could see... Because t- um, if you're doing a young Willy Wonka, then you could have called Andrew, you could have called Tom Holland if you wanted that, or Eddie Redmayne, any of the three, and it would have given you basically a variation of what Gene Wilder did quite well. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think they just went for... I think Paul King went, I want the Johnny Depp one. I'm like, that's not what... If you're doing a musical and it's the beginnings of him, then I'm going to go look at the 1970s Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or go from the book and be like, okay, I need to go for the... Because when Timothy was reading his lines, I'm like, where's mm-hmm. the whimsical thing? Where's the the razzmatazz? Like, where's the... Do you know what I mean? He's trying, to, he's trying to do it, but he hasn't got the vim to do it. I can't explain it. Like, it was very weird watching it. I was like, ah, you're not a musical guy. Okay. Okay. Not everyone is Hugh Jackman. It's all right. John Johnson. <laughs> that's a, that's a, Anyways. that's a good, actually, we should probably end it there because I'm going to start talking about Lamez and we're never going to, it's never going to end. Actually, just a final thing. Out of 10, how are we rating Mission? The way that we, it feels like we even forgot there was one more Mission Impossible. Wait, what movie are we talking about again? How? <laughs> Mission Impossible. <laughs> out of 10. A nine and a half. A nine and a half. Eight and a half for me. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. Solid film. It was fun, though. It was I really fun. enjoyed it. Actually, hold on. We're not going into it. Let's talk about the airport scene, because that was fucking mental. That was mental. Like, it was mental without, like, like you're not jumping out of a train. You're not running through. I mean, you are, I guess you're running, walking quick, but, like, the entire, like, cutting between this and this, and who's chasing who, and this is the wrong person. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was fucking exhilarating. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was really, really, like, it was action, but like without no punching. Then there was the whole interaction between Ethan and Grace Hilliatwell, who is the babe, honestly. And I mean, how do you feel about Hilliatwell's character? Because that's a new character, isn't it? I feel like this film was trying to um, bring together the old plus the new mm-hmm. in the sense. And there were a lot of... uh you know, there were a lot of big names on screen and everyone was, like, giving their little, like... As Grace. I liked her. Yes, yeah, Grace, yeah. I felt like that was just a really good scene. And, like, she does win. She does get the upper hand over Ethan a couple of times. In the film, yeah, she? and she does. And she ends up joining the IMF in the end anyways. So, obviously, because she regrets what happened, everything that happens. But, yeah, I really liked Hayley Atwell's character. I thought it was a good little, you know what I mean? Addition. Addition. I liked Pom as Paris as well really like them She's as like well a little henchman yeah little henchman and the betrayal that she does against gabriel obviously that he knew about that was going to happen so yeah i really love the airports and i think everything all worked i like the new characters as well to be honest i mean what do you think Jess? yeah i really enjoyed that scene i'm i'm sure it was like was the scene before just like as he was going about when benji has to do that whole cold thing i don't know why i was just like on the edge of my seat watching that bit that was mental and it was like cutting between and like the countdown i was just like oh my god <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the ranch, sort of, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe story. Because it was just like so early on in the film as well, I was thinking, is how we feeling throughout? We still, have, we still have an hour and a half to go, <laughs> what? And I'm still, I'm still so gassed, right? I'm still so buzzed. And it just never like stopped. Yeah, I think there were definitely a lot of standout scenes. There wasn't really like a bit where I just thought, oh, this is just like dragging. Because it is a long film, to be fair. But I didn't feel like, oh, this is dragging. I, mean, I just want this to end right now. How do you feel like, how much longer do you feel, think Cruz can actually keep this going? Like, do you think he's going to hand the, how do you say it? I always fuck the up baton. this word. Bat, the baton. The baton. baton yeah. <laughs> the bat. I mean, how long do you feel he's going to hand it? Do you reckon he's, what's it? he's 61? He I think he's fucking... got maybe three, four more in him. But I think he's got to stop at some point. I think he'll probably take a step back and do the whole producing thing. But then at the same time, it's right. Tom Cruise. So I could see him doing like <laughs> an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing where you just keep going to your about maybe... I think he'll stop around maybe 70 because Harrison Ford's still going pretty yeah, much. Yeah, but like, I guess so. But like Harrison Ford isn't doing what Tom Cruise like. <laughs> I know, but I'm talking doing. about Harrison Ford in his own personal life, not obviously him in films. He's still doing right. the whole... I feel like the whole film. mystique about Tom Cruise is like this guy who is... Invincible. Invincible, but not really, but a bit sort of 
disturbing, but not really disturbing, but a bit batshit crazy. But yeah, he's a bit still mad. A bit strange. That's you know someone who can like you know hold on to like a plane wing <laughs> just because why not? And I don't see Harrison Ford doing that. I don't think Harrison Ford would want to do that as well. Yeah, because I Harrison think would be like Harrison Ford would be like just give it to the stunt double. I've, I think he's got another maybe three, four more in him, and that's it. You know, I just thought this is going to end after part two, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess I think that part two is his last one, but I can see him doing another Top Gun because the way it's Maverick right. ended, and I can. That thing is printing cash, isn't it? It's yeah, like, what, that film's a good film. Um, yeah, I can I see him doing maybe one more Maverick, maybe, and probably another film, and then I think that's it for him. I think he'll call it a day. Oh, from acting? Or do you reckon he'll go back to like being like a actor? And I think he'll produce. I think he'll work behind. He really likes right. movie okay. making, so I can see him maybe like producing a lot or like doing that sort of thing more. I, I don't think he will retire from acting generally, but I think he'll take a step back a little bit. If that makes any it's a clip sense. I saw of him just talking about, you know, his favorite films and how he was just gushing about um, Singing in the Rain and how the choreography was amazing. Yeah, he loves, really he's loves a movie films. guy. Like Tom Cruise is a movie man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's always going to want to be involved in it somehow. And I think he'll, I think behind the scenes, I think he'll be brilliant. I think that that works for him majorly. But guys, thank you, George, actually, thank you so much for coming. It was been Thanks very, very, very good to have you here yapping, yapping about Tom Cruise. So we'll probably end it here. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please, please, like we're all saying, go and watch Mission Impossible yeah. and then have a listen to this review straight afterwards because like, it's an amazing film. Uh, we've got other stuff in the pipeline coming up. Our Barbie, our Barbie Heimer review mm-hmm. will be out very soon. So, um, so stay tuned for that. It's gonna be, the Barbie one's going to be funny. I feel like we've got, we've potentially you guys got... Do a Black Adam, you guys didn't do a Black Adam episode, did you? Absolutely not. <laughs> I watched that movie for the first time this week and I was That like, was the worst film <laughs> I've, had like I've a bad ever week. watched. I watched I watched Black Adam. I had a fucking, another car parking ticket. It's been tough, 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 tough. It's been a tough, tough couple of days for you, man. Honestly. Then you really Tom Cruise comes and saves and the day. And Tom Cruise saves the day, you see? Just, just you know. But we need a Tom Cruise. Guys, yeah. It's been me, Priscilla. And me, Jess. And we worked out that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is actually cinema. So, bye guys. Bye. Let's fucking go.